Welcome to another episode of Silk and Steel Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Zha. Today we have a very special episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to talk about Mulan uh, because the Disney movie just came out. And I think it's a good time to both talk about the history background of the real legend of Mulan in Chinese history and legend. Um, and as well as giving, give it a movie review. Uh, to help me, we have uh, I have the returning guest, uh, Mr. Sun Fei Yang, aka the Chinese translator of uh, the English translator of the Chinese uh, Karl Marx anime, and many times a recurring guest on this show. So welcome back to the show, Mr. Sun. Um, thanks for having me back on, Carl. Um, so we have both seen the movie. Um, and but before we talk about the movie, um, I wanted to give people um, uh, like the background history of the Mulan legend because it is a very famous legend in um, in, in Chinese history, and it it actually came from a poem uh, uh, called the Ballad of Mulan. It, it's actually um, it's the the. Poem. It was supposed to be sung. It's it's supposed to be part of um like with music. It's it's like a song, song of Mulan, really. So, um, Mr. Swen, could you do us a favor and uh, read maybe the first uh, paragraph of uh, the the ballad of Mulan in original Chinese? Because your standard Mandarin is much better than mine. Yeah, yeah I, I'll read it. Um. Let's just tell people that you know that when it was written, it's going to sound a lot different than um, it being said today in standard Mandarin. You know that. That's correct because uh, because um, this this the the ballad of Mulan actually dates uh, to some say to the Northern Wei, um, which is uh, Northern Wei Dynasty, which is uh, you know before. Um, reunification under Sui and, and, and Tang dynasty. So um, let me just check what um, when was the uh, you know North South dynasty time uh, of Northern Wei. So we're we're talking about the period from 400 AD to 589 AD, um, and, and if specifically Northern Wei, that would be. Uh, 386 AD to 534 AD. So, in other words, it's more than 1500 years ago, right? So, it's a it's a, a a poem with a long historical lineage. Uh, but okay, uh, and, and as you said back then, they actually speak in uh, middle what's what the ling linguists call Middle Chinese, which is very different from standard mandarin uh, that's 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 been adopted as a uh, you know national language in china today but we we because we're not experts we're <laughs> we're not gonna be able to <laughs> we're not gonna be able to speak in middle chinese so standard mandarin will have to do and mr swin has much better pronunciation than i do because i my standard mandarin is Tinge with a very heavy Sichuanese accent. So, uh, please, Mr. Sun, take sure. it away. Ji ji fu ji ji, Mulan dang hu zhi, bu wen ji zhu sheng, wei wen nü tan xi, wen nü he suo si, wen nü he suo yi, 
女亦无所思，女亦无所忆。昨夜见君天，可汗大点兵，军书十二卷，卷卷有爷名。阿爷无大儿，木兰无长长兄，啊，长兄，愿为师鞍马，从此替爷征。Okay, so we also found um. A lyrical translation, uh, a rhyming translation of the ballad of Mulan in English.、Um, could you do us honor again by reading the English、uh, rhyming translation of the of the section you, that you just read? Sure. So,、uh, sigh after sigh, she sadly sighs while weaving near the door. No sound of spinning loom that flies, just Mulan feeling poor. Go ask her whom she thinks about. What boy is in her heart? She says, "There's none I think about. There's no boy in my heart." Last night I saw the army's list of those the Khan has picked. On all twelve draft lists that exist, my father's name is ticked. My father has no grown-up son who can to battle race. Once buying horse and saddle are done, I'll take my father's place. So this is only the first section of the poem. The ballad Mulan is actually quite long. So we're gonna put、uh, the link up in the show notes for people to check out both the original Chinese version and the rhyming English translation.、Um, so we will,、uh, for the sake of time, we will just summarize、um, the poem a little bit. So basically, the the, the poem is.、Um, Uh, portraying this、uh, Mulan, this girl, she's、uh, in her home, you know, working on her loom, which is supposedly a very feminine uh, uh, work, right? That's because、uh, in traditional,、um, in the traditional Chinese world, the ideal、uh, kind of gender role is langgan、uh, luizi, right? The man tilling the field and the women working on、uh, weaving. Right, so she she's seen here in the beginning as performing a very feminine duty of weaving clothes,、uh, but then she but then the、um, you know she she's she, the the Gigi Fu Gigi is actually also the sound of the loom, right? And and um, um, actually I you know speaking of Middle Chinese, I just read today that. In original Middle Chinese, the sound "gigi fu gigi" is actually sounds like "tsuk tsuk tsuk tsuk" because in Middle Chinese there's a consonant consonant at the end, and so that sound there's still a, a debate whether it's the sound from the loom or the sound of、uh, made by crickets. Um, uh, so in any any case. Uh, Mulan is weaving, you know, doing her girl's duty, and but she's、uh, clearly、um, worried, and and she, the the reason for her worry is that、um, the, the a new imperial decree、um, had been had been issued that every family must produce,、uh, you know, a, a male to to join the army, and on the on the army draft list. Uh, Mulan's father's name is included, and then you know she,、uh, like what in the old time dynastic China, right? Every household is required to、um, 
to perform either service, labor, or or monetary tax, right? As as tax paid to the imperial government, uh, that including uh, be drafted into the army. And and in this case, Mulan's father, Mulan does does not have an older brother, um, right? And and then she, so she decided that that she is gonna take her dad's place. Um, so this whole concept of um, you know, Bali and Mulan, the, the concept of familial piety is very important, right? In, in Chinese, the character is Xiao. In fact, that, that character will, will be introduced in the Disney movie itself. Um, and, and then the, the poem goes on to talk about uh, you know, Mulan buys the finest steed, and and from the market, and he he, he uh, um, left, bid his parents farewell, and he uh, she traveled to the to the frontier. Um, I, I I'm just gonna read a little bit more um, mm-hmm. to give people a f- a flavor. At dawn, to parents bids farewell. At dusk, to camp hello. No sounds of their familiar yell, just yellow river flow. At dawn, she leaves the yellow river. At dusk, black mountains roar. No sound of parents calling daughter, just wild horsemen's roar. Ten thousand miles for war she goes, through mountain passes flying. The sentries going on cold wind blows, her iron armor shining. A hundred battles, generals die. In ten years, heroes surface. In ten years, heroes surface. To meet the emperor on high, enthroned in splendid palace. He holds twelve scrolls that list their deeds. Given thousands of rewards, the Khan asks Mulan what she needs. No title fit for no title fit for lords, she says. To borrow a swift steed and ride home I prefer. Her parents, hearing of the steed, rush out to welcome her. When older sister hears the news, she dresses, waits, and looks. When younger brother hears the news, the swine and sheep he cooks. She says, the chamber door I open and sit upon my chair. My wartime uniform is shaken, my old-time dress I wear. She face she faces out the window, looking, fixing cloud-like hair, and turns then to the mirror, look, cooking yellow flowers there. Out of the gate, she meets a man who had by her side once fought. For twelve years, Mulan was a man, or so they had all thought. The male hair's feet goes hop and skip. The female hairs look muddled. But when they run at a good clip, how can one get be fuddled. So this is a ballad of Mulan, and and it's a it's a very simple story. But at the heart of the story, it's about this girl who, um, you know, take her dad's place to go to war because her, you know, her sense of filial filial piety. Um, now, uh, you know, as we we know, the, the Mulan was being remade into a a, a popular Disney cartoon. Which I I did enjoy. You seen the the original cartoon, of course, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a, that Mulan is a favorite. Um, so there was a lot of anticipation for this latest uh, Disney live action remake. 
you, you already seen it, Sun. Uh, what did you think of it? So, you know, I, I think that it's probably not a good movie in isolation, but by the standards of, you know, Disney live action remake of a classic cartoon, it's probably the best they've done compared to Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Um, and also, I, I do try and keep in mind that the target audience is probably not us Chinese history aficionados, but probably like a much younger demographic. So keeping those in mind, I thought it was not that bad a movie. It probably is getting a lot more criticism than it really deserves. But, you know, it there are obviously still many flaws with this movie. Well, yes, because this movie obviously was very high profile. Before it even came out, there was already a boycott Mulan campaign, right? M mostly uh, from the Hong Kong protesters. When the Hong Kong protests started last year, um, when um, you know the, the lead uh, actor, the, the, the star of the movie, uh, Liu Yifei, who stars as Mulan, uh, so she's a... She, I think is she American? I think is she American. Or I Canadian? think she's American now. She's um. Yeah. Okay. So she she's like kind of like me, I guess. She, she traveled to U.S. at a young age, uh, maybe in her teens, and then but then she went back to China to join the uh, the acting to to further her acting career, and and when the Hong Kong protests happened, um, there was an episode where. Uh, at the Hong Kong airport, it was a very ugly scene when um, a, a Chinese journalist was uh, held hostage by the protesters. I mean, people accused him of being a spy. Uh, they took away his wallet, his phone, and, and they, they physically tied him to a chair. And, you know, just a whole bunch of people start start beating him up uh he, he everything was live stream right people in mainland china were able to watch on cnn as it unfolds because you know for for some odd reason cnn is never blocked inside china so my cousin you know back in china he saw this and he told me afterwards he thought it was very hard for him to watch and very hard for him to understand how is a chinese person in his own country, you know, on Chinese territory is being treated in such a way uh, while, you know, the whole world watches and, and it, like nobody is doing anything. Because at the time, the, the, the protester, they blocked all the entrance of the, the airport. They actually prevented the, um, the medical first aid team to rush in to, to rescue him for, for a long time. They, they held up the... Um, uh, you know, after the, the the journalist was beaten unconscious several times, uh, the, the, there was a there was a, a, a first first help team that rushed to the airport to you know take him to the hospital. But but his stretcher was blocked by the protesters several times. Like this this was a tug of war for for a long time, and and it was very hard to watch. And this this actually raised a huge uproar domestically inside mainland China. And so at the time, there was a campaign inside China, on the Chinese social media on, uh, on Weibo, right? That it was like, I, I stand with the Hong Kong police, right? And, and because specifically referring to this incident. So, so Liu Yifei, you know, like being a lot of celebrities also retweeted. And, and because of that, 
you know, she's labeled as a you know supporter of police brutality in Hong Kong, and, and therefore everybody should boycott the the Disney Mulan movie. And um, and so so this there's a controversy already started before the movie itself came out. So so. Um, I think there was a lot of expectations. You know, my my fiance, she um, actually she just watched the cartoon <laughs> recently, so she was also very much looking forward to watch the live action. Um, and uh, we saw it. Uh, I posted my comments on Twitter. Um, I, I didn't write a a long comment. Um, I just said that you know uh, for the Disney gather all the biggest stars in China. You know, Liu Yifei, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, Gong Li, right? These are all like mega stars and with a much bigger budget. Yet somehow they, they put out a much far inferior product than your average Chinese period pieces. <laughs> and I just said, you know, just just get Mulan and watch Chinese movies. Um and and some people did point out as you, as you mentioned like that I'm making an unfair comparison to a Chinese movie because this is an American movie and and specifically it's a Disney and and that Chinese movie is clearly for adults too right like that that was not billed as like a, a kids movie in any way ah yes yes that that does make sense and 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 people said the same thing as you you mentioned that I should judge by uh, its peers. I should specifically. I should judge by other live action Disney movie. Not now. I have to make a disclaimer. I never seen any other <laughs> live action Disney movie, so I don't know. Um, uh, but I, I, I did uh, because of the hype. You know, I, I did did watch it. I was. Um, I enjoy the old cartoon because you know there's a lot of uh, like light heartedness, a lot of funny moments, especially with. You know, Mushu the dragon, right, and the the the, the crickets, uh, and the songs, right, and the songs, and <laughs> and a lot of people were also upset. They cut out not only they cut out Mushu, um, they also cut out uh, Captain Song, right, the the hunky. Uh, yeah, but they also just replaced her love interest with a fellow soldier instead of like the commanding officer, which. I mean, I, I it's not like a 100% like for like replacement, but it's close enough, right? Like you saw the movie. There's clearly a love interest. He's just not her commander, which that also removes that weird like, you know, officer subordinate romance angle that kids don't yes, pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what do you think about the you know, the claim that um, you know, Captain Song was the first uh was it was the first Disney um uh, the, the the first Disney was it uh, queer coded LGBT, or something like that? I yeah, LGBT prince. You know, he's the first yeah. bi prince because so that, he likes Queen and likes Mulan. <laughs> so that movie was made in '98. Uh, um, mm -hmm. That was probably too early for Disney to to start putting that kind of like subtext in their films. Um, yeah, I do think that a lot of people since then, you know, have have looked at that film and. And interpreted that way and you know that's that's great like it's it, it's good to you know be able to see representation and uh classic films but i i don't think disney did that on purpose and so when they're remaking the film that probably wasn't one of the angles that they're considering you know and it's also hard for them to capture like every 
possible fans interpretation of the old movie and make sure that's incorporating the new one. Right. So that's where I think they really had a difficult problem because they're always going to disappoint people who wanted a shot for shot remake. And I think they saw from Aladdin beauty and the beast that live action plus the same songs just comes out kind of weird. So they said, okay, we won't do the songs this time. And then we can do it more like faithful to the original story. And they did try and do that. But they also tried to retain plot elements from the cartoon, like, you know, the big avalanche battle. And then, Mm -hmm. oh, we got to run back to the Imperial City because they snuck past our, you know, defenses. So they they had to preserve those plot elements, but also trying to make it more realistic um, in other respects. And, and, And I think that's where makes the movie a little weird and some of the pacing to be like but, very strange. Um, I mean, I, I, my, my problem with it, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind a, uh, like drastic uh, new interpretations or, or adaptations of, you know, uh, Chinese legend because, uh, you know, you know, face it, this movie is entertainment, right? I just want to be entertained. Um, so I, 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 the other example I compare it with is like the the Japanese uh, live action remake uh, based on the Japanese manga Kingdom, right? It's it's a mm-hmm. it's basically a story retelling of the rise of the first Emperor Qin Shi Huang, right? Um, and and the you know it's it's very the the, the movie is very kind of manga y, you know. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sequence that's very clearly exaggerated with like very exaggerated characters. But um, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, I have seen it. It's, it's quite entertaining. I, I didn't even read the manga uh, kingdom, uh, you know, which obviously has a lot of fans, but I, I watched it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it is. It's, it's a, a drastic retelling, like, uh, albeit with a Japanese lens, you know, of uh, ancient Chinese history. Um, but the, 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 the problem I have with the, uh, with the Mulan is um, the, the, the structure of the story, it didn't allow much character development uh, or, or, or like, and also it's, it's structured in such an odd way. Like you don't really have, there's n- not much emotional resonance in, in a lot of scenes, like like where they could have, you know, just with a little tweak, make it much more effective. Like like you know, I yeah, it's a, like a reprise of the cartoon. You know, they even have all the uh, different soldiers, right, comrades. But you don't you don't really um, feel that kind of camaraderie uh, or building between them, and you don't really. You know, just like it's kind of emotionally kind of flat for me. The the uh, and 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 they also introduce a new element into the movie, which is a witch, right? And and uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, that the witch character um, and and the way that um, and they 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 also change um, the theme of Mulan, you know, like in the original cartoon, right? Mulan is just like the legend uh, of Mulan. It's just an ordinary girl. She 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 was just through her own bravery, 
right? And 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 her own sense of duty to her family. She took up this role on herself. But in the movies, they give her some a gift, right? Like a mm-hmm. like a like a superpower. And gift. it's not very yeah. well explained, right? Like they say it's it's cheap, but all they say is like, oh, it it shouldn't be used for evil or something. But they don't they don't tell you what it is. Um, you just have, kind of have to accept that it's something that gives you powers. And 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 a lot of people were actually saying, "Wait, wait, why is Mulan trying to be Elsa? You know, from Frozen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's actually a Twitter thread that's gaining a lot of uh, popularity. Um, uh, uh, like a, a Chinese woman who did like a screen by screen live tweeting of Mulan and 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 her her comments it's it's quite hilarious including that that Elsa comments um you know she she said you know what, what why why do they make chi gender right like <laughs> like in chinese chi is a, a force a life force that presenting everything in, in, in everybody everything uh like never there's never something says chi is only for boys not for girls right it's, it's like it's like it feels somewhat forced and i think in in a way um Maybe because the scriptwriters are <laughs> are white people, <laughs> that a um, lot of the the live action movie came out f- feeling like a lot of force orientalism, <laughs> superimposed. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I don't feel like I don't like it feels even more str- like I mean. I don't. I, I don't remember uh, the cartoon as much. I just remember I enjoy it very much. But but with the live action movie, you really stood out like the the Orientalism, like the American perception of what you know a Chinese traditional society. So I will like. say that's definitely there in the cartoon. But because everyone's singing and it's a little cartoony, it's easier to miss it. But like you look at the lyrics and the whole matchmaking scene and the song and the cartoon. It's it's pretty like heavy on the Orientalism. Actually, it was less so in this version just because they shortened that scene so much. But you know, like in the in the cartoon, the grandmother's rushing to her and giving her like, oh, you know, hold this cricket for good luck. Um, and just the whole song lyrics. There's there's a lot more of that like Western lens on what Chinese traditional society was like. But just because everyone's singing and dancing, you know, people kind of miss it. Or well, actually, just- I remember. Um, I remember at that time when the when the cartoon came out, um, there was an MTV. There was a, a music video version of the Mulan song that was playing. Uh, I forgot you were either on MTV or. Um, so anyway, I saw it, and it was um, some white boy idol singing, and and but in the background, they had a like a girl dressing in the traditional Chinese, uh, like the, the Chongsan, the, the Qi Pao, right? Like the, um, the, the tight butt body hugging, um, uh, Chinese dress. And, but sitting in like a Chinese restaurant, <laughs> like, like she's like the daughter of, <laughs> of the Chinese restaurant owner and, and the white boy singing about her, you know, like, like just her physical appearances. And I just felt like, Oh, so cringy how did they make mulan <laughs> how did they make a song about mulan which is you know of all everything about 
you know, a, a young woman coming into, you know, womanhood and, 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 and face, uh, you know, and, and, and being courageous into this <laughs> kind of like character, right, of China doll. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. I don't remember too much about the, the cartoon itself. Um, but, you know, that, that was 1990. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I had lower expectations of what <laughs> what is acceptable in in the mainstream U.S. media depiction. But, you know, things haven't improved much in 2020. <laughs> they have not. That is very 20, true. Yeah, 20 years, more than 20 years later. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, my, my complaint is still with, uh, aside from the Orientalism, is also the... Um, the, the storytelling you, you know you kind of like like the uh like the yeah like like the scene okay this is gonna be a spoiler for people who haven't seen it <laughs> you know that, that the, the scene where um in the cartoon right mulan's identity as as a woman was revealed after the avalanche but it was an accident it was you know he she lost her helmet during the you know during the avalanche uh, and and that was you know it was then it was a big reveal and she was expelled they did the same in live action but they did a we in such a weird way that they had the witch you know um you know convince somehow her confronting, yeah it's confronting her, her for no reason yeah for no reason to her identity something like that yeah i mean it, it makes no logical sense it's like and then on top of that, and she literally take off her armor <laughs> in battle, take off her helmet and her armor, and then you know go in, go go inside the battle with her long hair flowing. It's like, uh, <laughs> it it yeah that 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 kind of that weird change is totally. Like I mean, I, at that point, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Well, that's the problem with trying to stick to the cartoon, right? Because just the avalanche battle in the cartoon is just so fantastic. You can't really do that in the live action. And in the cartoon, they find out she's a woman because she like gets wounded. And while they're taking off her armor, they figure out she's a woman. And you probably couldn't do that in the live action scene and keep it PG. So that's, you know, they had to do the reveal a different way, I suppose. And just because like in the cartoon, the avalanche thing, Mulan just kind of does it in a very like with it, some kind of fireworks cannon. But you can't you can't do that in the live action. And you have to give her the ability to like defeat the, this big army that's, you know, like overwhelming uh the the chinese army so that's why they had to give her the chi as well but it's that's that's the problem like i i think you need to go either full on into the realism or you need to just like be corny and stick to the cartoon as much as possible like they doing it this middle ground thing just leads to a lot of a lot yeah, of weirdness yeah i mean i i like i said I, I didn't even go in with a lot of expectations uh but you know i know it's disney so i expect i know it's supposed to be like very high value production right and 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 um you know okay cinematography is good (laughs) i give them that there's some gorgeous landscape shot you know they did film in china uh that was good you know it was uh you know it was a good for uh like chinese tourism board (laughs) (laughs) like 
come come visit China to see all these very uh, gorgeous landscapes. But the um, yeah, I just thought the story is is a bit hollow, especially if you already know the story. If you already、Absolutely. seen the cartoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's it, it comes out a bit flat.、Um, so now with our、um, Movie review, Dang.、Um, let's talk about let's talk about some controversies. <laughs> let's talk about some controversies surrounding the movie. Sure.、Um, uh, you so so I saw、um, like an article written about Mulan. I think this was in Chicago Tribune. Yeah, your your、I、hometown. It's our local paper. paper, and your your hometown paper too, Carl. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes.、Um, so so you know it's with. Much interest. I opened that article, and、um, and then let's just say I <laughs> I was flabbergasted. <laughs> Would you like to take a stab at it? So I, I will say that her review of the movie is ninety percent not about the movie. Like she opens up with she saw the trailer and then she recognized the actress and she's like, oh. She supported the the Hong Kong police, and then she she talks about Hong Kong for a while, and then most of the article is about how, you know, scenes in Mulan did not resonate her as much because she had this Hong Kong context hanging around the film,、um, you know, and and then the few criticisms of the film I think she has about, you know, filial piety being、uh, loyal and true. Like those things are also in the cartoon, right? Like that is, those are the things that like both the cartoon Mulan and the live action Mulan have to deal with. So I, I don't, I, I think this piece really is just to, to shoehorn a hey guys, remember Hong Kong? Remember when that was a thing? You know that this is this is something we can still do to help Hong Kong because that's what's the name of the article? It's called. Commentary: Mulan remake, a twisted reflection of the animated version, upending a rare positive portrayal for Chinese Americans like me. <laughs> It's by Grace Wong, right?、Yeah. And and I remember she also made a big deal about how the cartoon Mulan was reflection of the Chinese American and Asian American value, whereas the movie Mulan they made it to. Pander. Oh, Pander. yeah. That was the, that was actually the, the most ridiculous line. In it. Let me find it. So she says that the cartoon Mulan, you know, she、uh, follows her convictions, a very American ideal, because you know people outside of America don't follow their convictions、uh, to protect her family and country in the face of destruction, threatened by a cruel and selfish force.、Uh, you know, that's as American as can be. No one else does that. That's <laughs> it, it's ridiculous.、Um, But that is that is what the original Mulan is about, and honestly, like that's at least there in the live action. She's going to protect her family and her country.、Um, so I don't know. It's it's a silly article. <laughs> it's like it's it sounds like she might not even be aware that the the the, the Disney Mulan was based on an original fifteen hundred、oh, yeah. year old Chinese poem. <laughs> Like people think the the ninety eight Mulan was like an original story, right? And that's that really colors people's perceptions.、Um, so I know we did discuss the actor, the actress Liu Yifei earlier. I do want to point out though that like in all these articles, they claim that she like vocally supported the Hong Kong police. 
But she was really just supporting the Global Times reporter. She was quoting him when he said, you know, I support the Hong Kong police. You can hit me now. Right. Like people were quoting the reporter because they really supported the reporter uh, more than like, say, the police or like abstract police brutality. So I do think that's a little unfair to her as well, because everyone was just saying, hey, we support this reporter who's been basically like captured and beaten in the Hong Kong airport. And I do think there is some difference between that and saying, you know, I just absolutely love the Hong Kong police. I love what they're doing. That's a great point, because um, before that happened, most mainland Chinese people could care less about Hong Kong police or what's going on down in Hong Kong. Right. Because right? it was seen mostly as a local affair, you know, like that that's local to Hong Kong. And then when the Chinese reporter was attacked, you know, that he was attacked because he was from mainland China, right? It was very, for a very specific reason. And when he said, as he was being attacked by the mob, he said, you know, I support the Hong Kong police. You can beat me now. I mean, that become uh, a resonant cry on Chinese social media be- precisely because um, everyone could identify with a reporter who was being beaten because he was from mainland. Right. People all understood that, uh, you know, in mainland, mainland China. But that was being twisted around in, you know, Western media reporting as, oh, you know, hyper nationalistic uh, Chinese. So brainwashed they want to stamp out freedom in Hong Kong. You know, it's just, it's it's totally ridiculous. Uh, and and it's, it's a very good distinction. People were showing their support for this for the reporter who was being Held illegally, uh, you know, restrained um, in the airport and beat him for hours until he, you know, passed out several times. This was all captured on live stream on CNN, you know, broadcast all over the world. And, you know, the footage of it is still on the internet. Yet people turn turn this thing around and say that the people who or, you know, retweeted on Chinese social media in support this reporter um, is, you know, supporting police brutality in Hong Kong, which is for, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Right. Um, so that that's one controversy. I mean, like like now people I feel like people are just trying to bandwagon all their issues onto this uh, this Disney movie just because it's association with China because it's telling a Chinese traditional uh, 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 movie. I I mean, like there was a guy from, um, there was a guy from Aspie, you know, the the, the Australian think tank that's mostly financed by American weapon manufacturers uh, such as Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. Um, This guy by the name of Nathan Ruther. So he's a guy who, uh, do a lot of image analysis of satellite images, you know, three miles up looking in, inside China. This guy actually I followed before, uh, you know, back when Syrian war was still raging. Uh, you know, he used to make make up some some maps on the Syrian conflict. And I followed him um, only because he makes map because he was actually a big supporter of the so-called free Syrian army. Right. So he, he, he's, he's, he's firmly in the camp of regime changers. And, and I noticed 
just co- you know like a f- co- couple of years ago and suddenly he got was hired by Aspie and then suddenly he uh, switched from tweeting about Syria to tweeting about Xinjiang in China right and then he was one of his main job is looking at all these satellite images of Xinjiang and and to find the supposed uh, concentration camps or Uyghurs and also to find supposedly destruction of mosques right and then and uh, and his his uh, his um image uh, satellite image analysis is being quoted uh, around by many western media mainstream media channels like new york times wall street journals uh you know you will see they, they quote nathan ruther from aspie and and in fact aspie also happened to be the generator of like 90 percent of the negative stories about China in the Australian press, <laughs> there was actually an article in Australian media about that. You know, it's like why is this think tank fanning all the xenophobia in Australia? Um, and on top of that, they recently was hired by Australian government as like kind of go between to um, uh, as consultants, uh, basically to. Uh, because Australian government finally decided to uh, purchase American uh, anti-ship missiles, right? And then Aspie, as a, as a consultant hired by Australian government, got paid a hefty finder's fee, right, for something they recommended to Australian government that they need to buy anti-ship missiles. I mean, it's 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 such mm-hmm. a grit, right? It's such a uh, they I mean for what Australia what what does Australia need anti ship uh, anti ship missile for <laughs> it's to protect its, its sea lanes <laughs> protect yeah. its sea lanes against protect what protect their iron yeah. ore cargo ships from going to you know as they're going to China yeah <laughs> because because China, Australia's biggest export customer is China and uh, in fact there was a Several years back, there was an Australian ABC uh, comedy show called Utopia that, that made fun of that. It's like, you know, what is Australian defense policy? Oh, we we are to protect the Indo-Pacific, sir. Um, so and then so the guys like, oh, uh, so I would just say, you mean China? I would just say say something, and you just nod, and they say, so we are, um, so we need to protect our tree route. So everybody nods. So you know, our main trading partner is China, everybody not. So we need to p- protect our tr- uh, trade route with China from China. <laughs> everybody <laughs> still not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's it's totally ridiculous. Uh, but, but Nathan Rooster and Aspie, uh, they're not the only ones to, you know, try to... Uh, so they also try to um, work a, a, a angle in this on um, the Mulan uh, movie. So, so Nathan's point out that, yeah, the, the um, Mulan movie was actually shot, partially shot and filmed in Xinjiang. Right. And, and he's saying like, this is totally unacceptable because, you know, there's a ongoing genocide happening in Xinjiang and here, here's Disney going there and, and basically uh, uh, supporting this practice by, by making a movie there. And on top of that, there's, you know, even though it's filming Xinjiang in the movie, it only uh, says it's in Northwest China and there was no mention of Uyghurs or showing of Uyghur people 
living there at all, right? And and I actually tweet, I quote tweeted him. I'm like, you know, this the 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 Disney version of uh, live action of Mulan was actually very uh, explicit about its time period, right? Because in the in the cartoon of Mulan, they they were talking about fighting the Hans, which you know could be Han Dynasty, could be whenever. And but in the Disney live action Mulan, they the 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 big bad guys uh, from the step were the Zozan, right? Right. And so so this actually this actually sticks pretty close to the original timeline of the ballad of Mulan. You know, the original Chinese poem, because many believe the the, the first uh, ballad of Mulan originated from the time of Northern and Southern Dynasty during the uh, Northern Wei dynasty right when, right when there was an ongoing battle between the northern way and um and the uh, and the zodan uh, cognate and and in fact there's, there's there's traces in the poem itself indicate that because uh you know instead of uh, uh is the the chinese emperor in in ballad in bulan was also referred as khan yeah right it's used like and, at least twice Yes, and 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 because uh, you know Northern Wei was founded by uh, the nomadic people from from the steppe. They they originally came from you know the Mongolian steppe, and they moved in and and conquered much of northern China. So their the ruler you know also styles themselves as Khans. You know that that was a that was a title of the the, the, the nomad at that period. So so during the time of Zozan. So, so another s- s- trivia fact about Mulan: the the part they shot in Xinjiang, they, they specifically specifically they shot in Turpan, right? The the Turpan Depression um, in Xinjiang, and that area during the time of northern nor- northern dynasties, uh, during the time of northern dynasties' war of uh, with uh, Zhou Khaganate, uh, it was actually part of the kingdom of Gaochang and and kingdom of Gaochang at the time was a vassal to the to the Zozan cognate but king, both the kingdom of Zozan's ruling house and its subject were Han Chinese um, you know because you know this this happened because uh, you know the Han dynasty China had controlled had gained control of that area of you know the area today known as Xinjiang and and particularly the the area around Turpan, because as the Han Dynasty collapsed, you know, into three kingdoms, uh, period, and then later during the you know as, uh, after three kingdoms period, uh, kingdoms were briefly unified into Jin Dynasty, but then collapsed again after the War of Eight Princes, and then uh, you know invasion of different nomadic peoples. Uh, a lot of the Chinese refugees fled. West, uh, you know, into Turpan, Turpan Depression, and they founded the Kingdom of Gaochang. So historically, at at that time, you know, Gaochang was a Chinese king, was a Han Chinese kingdom, and and uh, you know, the 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 Uyghurs at the time uh, were actually still roaming between, uh, still roaming in the steppe between the Altai and the Mongolian Mongolian plateau. So. So you know, but but you know, it's this is 
this is probably way beyond Nathan Rooster's historical knowledge. Because as I said before, before he got hired on by Aspie and switched his uh, attention to Xinjiang, he, he knows very little about China. He knows very little about, about Xinjiang. All he knows about is from the satellite images, you know, three miles up, right? So then we also have... Um, What's the other guy's journalist? Isaac Stonefish. Isaac Stonefish. That's right. Yes, he also made it. Uh, you know, very along very similar lines. You know, about you know the Disney movie was unethical because uh, they. Um, but it, it, do you? Can you talk about that tweet? Uh, I I don't remember the specifics. Is he just criticizing them for for filming it there, and then also thanking the Tudofan Xuanchuanbu and the credits yes, or yes, the yes, Turpan? Yes. So it's written as Turpan Publicity Department, which is an accurate translation. But typically in the Western media, like any region, Xuanchuanbu is uh, translated as the Propaganda Department, which you know obviously has a different connotation. Yeah, I mean, um, so originally, um, like uh, several years ago, or maybe even a decade ago, the Xuanchuanbu was translated as propaganda department, you know, even in official Chinese translation. But, uh, (laughs) you know, as the Chinese people's English skills upgraded and do realize propaganda carry negative connotations in English language, that has been changed, you know, in, inside China itself. I mean, in Chinese, it's still called Xuanchuanbu, but mm-hmm. in English, they, they you know, they, they don't call propaganda department anymore. But, you know, Isaac Stonefish, he, um, he, he, yeah, he, 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 he raised that issue. And then also he said, because there's, you know, ongoing cultural genocide in Xinjiang, right? So, so that means, you know, Disney shouldn't, shouldn't be by disney by filming there disney is basically uh taking part right which um it's like it's like first you know making a a claim um it's like uh it's it's like making the accusation like why why are you a wife beater right (laughs) like how do you yeah i mean it's it's like it's like that it's you uh, first, there's an assertion that that taking for granted that there's gen- cultural genocide, and then he goes on to to make a, a make a claim that you should should you know have nothing to do with that region of China, which is insane because you know how do you think? Uh, I, I I just don't think how how by cutting off like any kind of businesses or, or any kind of interactions with with uh, you know anything based in Xinjiang that's gonna help you know it's gonna gonna I mean the only aim that's gonna help is uh, probably the original aim is you know to to, to, to isolate China to, to further um, the so-called decoupling of U.S. China economy that has been pushed by certain segment of uh, of U.S. Uh, ruling elite, you know, for their own reasons. And and other than that, I you know I don't see how it actually helps people in Xinjiang itself. Yeah, it absolutely doesn't. It's um, like I think we've talked about this before, but 
with the increasing like sanctions on you know companies that have any involvement in Xinjiang, like uh, U.S. companies operating in China, and probably even some Chinese companies that that export to the United States are reluctant to hire Uyghurs because you know it's they could very well get caught up in the the sanctions regime, and that's just too big of a risk to take. So you know. How about I just don't hire any Uyghurs, and then I I won't have to deal with that. But that's just you know one of the other like consequences and fallout uh, of U.S. policy here. Yeah, and I just also have to remind our audience that U.S. has been from very beginning hostile to China's Belt and Road Initiative, which is uh, the new Silk Road project to link up. Uh, different parts of Eurasia to increase connectivity, right? To, to invest in infrastructures, in road linkages. And Xinjiang plays a big part of that because Xinjiang is basically kind of the linchpin for the land route to Russia, Central Asia, and further on to Iran, uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, and and onwards, right? So, so like... U.S. also understands that, <laughs> and and you know U.S. is doing its best to paint um, the the Chinese uh, Belt and Road Initiative as you know neo imperialist, neo colonialist, um, as uh, as as uh, or or another another angle is a the 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 debt uh, the debt diplomacy right to how some somehow it's a debt trap to you know. You, it's uh, it's 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 it's. It, it, I mean, after a while, you you have to you have to think this is this is all related, right? Yeah, they've they've tried a lot of different angles. Um, some have kind of been forgotten. Some are ongoing, but you know, like they <laughs> they definitely are all related. Yeah. So. Um, my recommendation in the, in the end, uh, my recommendation would still be, uh, watch more Chinese movies <laughs> because I still feel like even average Chinese movies provide better entertainment value, uh, than, than the Disney Mulan. But I understand what you're saying that the target audience is probably for, uh, young children who yeah. were a fan of the original cartoon, right? Like, if you're listening um, to this podcast, you should go out and watch Chinese films instead, you know. But if you've got kids and they want to see it, you know, go, 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 show it to them. I think that's fine. Now, um, so uh, the funny thing is that, uh, is that the Nathan Ruther guy actually encouraged uh, pirating. Of, uh, of, uh, of Mulan as a way to boycott Mulan, right? He said, you know, you know, a, a creative way to boycott Mulan is to help seeding the seeding on, on you know Pirate Bay, right? And uh, uh, provide torrency. And I just thought the irony of uh, employee of a U.S. weapon manufacturer sponsored Australian think tank is encouraging people to pirate uh, a american movie right i mean like it's 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 people... so silly people really think like china made this movie when it's it's made by like you know one of the u.s mega corporations guys yeah i mean it's it, it comes down to i think like now the, the un, un prevailing sinophobia right anything that remotely has to do chi has to do with china or chinese 
even even Chinese culture is being castigated as suspect, right? I think that's what this is really all about. Yeah, there's that, and there's also this is an angle that, like you know, Bill, the Attorney General in the U.S. has also pushed that that U.S. companies are in the pocket of China, that they've you know they're not acting in the U.S.'s interests, and we saw that with the MBA as well, right? Like you know, big, powerful U.S. Uh, organizations, corporations can be attacked by by working with China too, right? And that's I think that's part of the Disney angle too. Like even though it's a U.S. Uh, company, yeah, that reminds me of that tweet from uh, Beth- Bethany, Bethany Allen. Uh... Ibrahimian, something like that. Yeah, Ibrahimian. <laughs> so she's a you know a infamous China watcher, right? And and she tweeted out that China is suppressing imagination of Hollywood. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that oh, yeah. tweet. It's, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, so so what she's saying is yeah, because now Hollywood is all like salivating. For the Chinese market, and and you know, all eager to take Chinese money, so made made them hesitant to make movies uh, uh, that criticize China, right? I mean, uh, so I can think of like what what examples can we think of? Like the Red Dawn, they had to change the villains from the Chinese to to the North <laughs> Koreans. I mean, that's yeah. a, that was a huge loss for American culture there. Um, you know, what we could have been. <laughs> Oh, and then there's a remake of Top Guns because uh, uh, apparently they have some Chinese investors, and and originally supposedly, uh, you know, the the original Top Gun flag, the the jacket had um, the ROC like, patch. Like, yeah, had a had a patch of a, a Republic of China flag, yeah. right? And and supposedly, and also I think a flag of Japan, and supposedly those are removed. Right mm-hmm. in the latest, uh, latest, latest uh, film. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that movie out yet? I I don't think so. Um, at least oh, I haven't okay. heard any yeah, reviews yeah. of it. But yeah, there's like yeah, a yeah. shooting thing. I mean, it's just like wow, really. I mean, I I I you know I don't know. I I mean, like like it's like not like the Hollywood is a font of. Uh, <laughs> creativity and imagination just look at yeah. how many remakes we have been flooding remakes into and the sequels yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's it, it's quite ridiculous i mean i there, there actually have been some fruitful um you know chinese uh, hollywood co-production like like cooperations you know like a lot of the the latest chinese blockbuster like uh um like uh, Wolf Warrior Two and uh, also uh, Wandering Earth, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, they hire a lot of American like consult, like Hollywood consultants and and then the technical people to help making those movies. You know, like like there 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 are a lot of fruitful um, exchanges and cooperations, but but now there are people like. BAE, right? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but Bethany, Alan, Ibrahimian, they just try to kill any kind of linkage between China and US. And it's just mind boggling. It's mind boggling that we are in this place. Like, I, there's something for even hard for me to imagine just a couple of years ago, but here we are. 
Like, yeah. Here we are. We're talking about boycotting a Disney movie, <laughs> American movie, because you know of of a Chinese lead actress, or because you know something that related to China. It's totally ridiculous. You know, so a fun fact about that. So the '98 Mulan movie, um, there actually is a very famous U.S. politician who wrote an editorial asking people to boycott. Uh, the 98 Mulan because he said it was liberal propaganda about women in the military. Um, and this U.S. politician now is the, the current vice president of the United States. Uh, oh. Mike Pence, 98. Uh, I'll send you the link. You can put it, uh, you know, with your podcast notes. But yeah, he he wrote an editorial in 98 saying that it was it was liberal propaganda. And, and now he's the vice president. So <laughs> look how far we've wow. come. Well, I'm not really surprised coming from Mike Pence. I mean, not, nothing should be <laughs> surprising from this administration. But I mean, it's just um, it, it's still it's still quite mind boggling how far the how low the U.S. China relation have sunk under this administration. And and uh, sadly, I actually don't see a rebound. I mean even meaningful i mean meaningful rebound from that we uh, but here we are yeah it's uh well on that on that happy note <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can we can wrap it up um uh, is there anything else you'd like to add mr Sven? no um i, I just want to echo your recommendation to, to listeners of the podcast you know there are there are a lot of great chinese films out there like um uh, like the even you can even start with the 2009 Chinese Mulan movie starring Zhao Wei, but uh, I definitely encourage you to to go out and and watch more of those. Um, yes, yes. In fact, there are several. Uh, there's tons of Chinese uh, Mulan movies, and I think there's a couple couple of Chinese studio who are trying to take advantage of the new hype of the Disney Mulan that they recently <laughs> also came out with their own new Mulan adaptation. So check those out too. I mean, like I'm sure they're they're. You, they're even they're better than uh, than the Disney version. Uh, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I will put a. I I, I try to start a, a kind of mini recommendation list on Twitter. I'll try to uh, put that Twitter link in the show notes for for people to check out. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you uh, for making your time to to appear on the podcast again and. Uh, um and uh, i look forward to you coming to the show again in the future oh we we still gotta do the we gotta do the um the the song dynasty at some point uh, absolutely yeah and uh <laughs> you know i i talk to you a lot more often nowadays too so i'll talk to you soon yes <laughs> yes uh, actually would you be interested uh to um do a, a chinese civil war series with me I uh, absolutely. Although I can't claim like any kind of expert knowledge um, aside from you know like maybe the basics, but um, I will. Well, I, the reason is uh, you know I I I'm I, I'm gonna send you a couple links. Um, there's a excellent documentary on Phoenix TV about the the Chinese Civil War, and there's a book because uh, I wanted. To, wait, you're from or you're from uh, Northeast China, right? Or uh, yeah, so. Tianda and uh, Liaoning, so like the border yeah. of Dongbei. 
Yeah, so I wanted to start uh, the my Chinese Civil War series with a series focused on the Manchurian campaign, uh, uh, which is which is very big, dramatic battlefield, and it was a decisive theater for the Chinese Civil War, and it's rarely been talked about. And 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 because it's also your you know your your hometown, so I I would like to extend my invitation right now for oh to, yeah to, that would yes, that would absolutely be fun yes yes Dongbei Jie Fang Zanzen right the Northeast War of Liberation yeah so so that this is our little advertisement for a future episode uh thank you everyone for tuning in uh until next time bye bye to subscribe search in Google. The Silk and Steel podcast. The Patreon link should be the second one from the top, or you can go to Patreon.com. In the search box, type in Silk. The Silk and Steel podcast should be the first one in the result. I put in a lot of time and effort to put together this podcast, and I do ask you for your support. For five dollars a month. You will receive premium patron-only episodes like this that details culture, politics, history of China, its surrounding region, and China's relationship with the world. You will also receive pre-released regular episodes before they have been released to the general public, as well as newsletters detailing everything China. Related topics. I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope you subscribe. Thank you for listening.